We have a guest today, Rex. I'm so excited. <laughs> Time to clean up the studio. I actually um, like... I don't think that there's any helping it yet. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no helping. Well, I'm not even in my normal spot, but um, I did actually like take a shower and brush my hair. So smart, that. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you we... get ready for the guest and not for me. <laughs> We're buddies. We can do this in our PJs. Like we got to be presentable today. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I am Dahlia. And I'm Rex. And welcome to (laughs) this week's installment of Sips and Smacks. Woo! Woo Woohoo! We are very lucky to have a guest with us today, someone that we've uh, mentioned many times on our podcast. Our friend and uh, dare I say kink mentor, Jillian <laughs> Keenan. Um, and for any of those of you who don't know Jillian, she's a journalist and author who has a YouTube channel called Kinking Out Loud, where she talks about all things spanking related and also advocates for children's rights. Jillian was instrumental in both Rex's and my journey of self acceptance. Reading her book, Sex with Shakespeare, was the first time in my life I had ever seen my story put into words and my first step to understanding my sexuality. Okay, now I'm already getting teary. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I should have started drinking beforehand. Um, (laughs) Jillian's Discord server, which you can access by joining her Patreon, is a lovely and inclusive community of spankos from around the globe. We're in every continent, people. Um, where I have found friends, play partners, and even met my beloved daddy. Yeah. Uh, we're so very, yay. <laughs> we're so very lucky to have her as the first guest on our podcast and to get this chance to ask her about her own experiences with domestic discipline. Welcome, Jillian. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And thank you for saying such kind things that really meant a lot to me. Oh. Well, we love you. Um, <laughs> we and I'm, I'm sure the, the more we have our sips, the more I'll be saying that. So just, you know, somebody mop me up off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of sips, uh, doesn't have to be alcoholic, but did you bring a sip, Jillian? I did. I brought a very special drink for a very special podcast. Would you like to hear about it? Yay. Yes, please tell us. Uh, so I mostly stopped drinking alcohol about a year ago after an incident in which I spanked my friend totally drunk. Uh, I'm not proud of this. (laughs) And fortunately, no one got hurt. But I feel lucky that no one got hurt. So I was like, oh, dang, I I guess I better rethink my relationship with alcohol. Um, So I bought a book called Good Drinks by Julia Bainbridge. I really highly recommend it to anyone who's like interested in cutting back on alcohol or or rethinking your relationship with alcohol. Um, It's a book of mocktail recipes and they're, they're all super delicious, really impressive. Um, honestly, when I make these mocktails, I don't even miss real alcohol. So I'm drinking one of these yummy mocktails today. Yum. What, what's in it? Uh, so it's got pineapple juice, lime juice, yuzu kosho, which is like a spicy Japanese condiment. And it has a syrup made out of pandan extract and coconut milk. So these are like interesting mocktails. It's not just juice and sparkling water. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. Yeah, I'll I'll take a picture and and send you the recipe after the show. Please Please do. 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 (laughs) Uh, Rex, let let me guess. An IPA? What? You got it. (laughs) (laughs) She's very predictable. (laughs) But we love that about her. And what about you? Uh, What are you drinking? 
So I am drinking a Trader Joe's Vintage Spiced Ale. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Ooh. Yeah, it looked amazing. And it, like, it, ha- it has a cork that like popped like champagne. So very, you know, felt very festive and exciting. And, yeah. and it's tasty and, and it's already hitting me. Um, so you know, <laughs> hopefully I don't say anything stupid. But yeah. <laughs> I'll edit it out. We'll, yes, we'll fix it. You. <laughs> but you, never, you never do though, Rex. You never do. <laughs> No, I never do, but it's the first time for everything. (laughs) All right. So that's our sips of the week. Okay. So then we usually do a smack of the week. And generally we like highlight a, like an implement that (laughs) that we want to talk about. Um, But since you're here, do you have like a favorite implement that you use? I have implements that I love to love and implements that I love to hate. But for this smack of the week, I would love to tell you both about my new obsession. So recently, I'm I'm not sure why, but over the last year, my pain tolerance has really dropped. I just can't play the way I used to, which is fine. Um, But something that daddy and I have discovered is we have a pair of really thick leather gardening gloves. They're like super thick leather, super huge. They're not the kinds of things you'd wear to be fashionable. We only own them because we do a lot of uh, work with street cats. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with TNR, but it stands for trap, neuter, return. And the idea is you trap street cats, get them sterilized, neutered, and then return them to where they're living just to kind of try to stop the cycle of, of suffering from more kittens being born. Um, but yeah. a lot of times street cats don't really want to be kidnapped and taken to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> so we got these huge like leather gardening gloves to, you know, snatch the cats and, and take them to the doctor um, without getting too scratched up. But the other day, daddy kind of just as a joke had these gloves on and smacked my bottom. And I love it so much. So think <gasps> that this is this is the best way I can describe it. Um, I don't know how you both feel about getting spanked over jeans, but personally, I love it, right? Because it, I do too. it's like you can feel the pressure yep, of too. a spanking without much of the sting or the pain, right? Yep. But you have the bummer of like wearing jeans, right? Like if, if we love the whole bare bottom thing, it, it kind of doesn't feel necessarily as headspacey to be wearing jeans. Uh, so getting smacked with these thick leather gloves it feels physically like getting spanked with jeans on, but you get to be bare bottom. So I'm, oh, I'm wow. totally into this, uh, this trick. Uh, I think it would be a really useful trick for people to keep in mind for any, any spanko tops who are in relationships with non-spanko bottoms. If you have like a, a good to go, supportive, loving non-spanko partner who you would like to spank, but that partner can't take a lot of pain, I seriously recommend trying to administer a spanking with gloves like this because it doesn't hurt much, but you can have the the visual joy of getting to look at a bare bottom. That's so cool. I love, I that. love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cut to Rex and I, like, on Amazon, like... Yes! <laughs> yeah, where, where can I buy these? You know what? I will send you a link when I send you this mocktail recipe. Yes! <laughs> Perfect. We're going to have so many links in our podcast this week. Yeah. Excellent. Love it. That's a good one. I, I've never heard that. That's... That is really yeah, I never would have thought of yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of it either. It just was a coincidence. We had been, you know, doing our cat rescue project, and Daddy still had the gloves on, and he just sort of smacked my bottom as I walked by, and I was like, what did you just do? This is the best thing ever. 
<laughs> more, more, more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was a lucky, lucky accident. Lucky accident. All right. Amazing. Um, excellent smack of the day. All right. Well, let's dive in. We have a few questions for you, but um, obviously these are just conversation starters. So um, Rex, you can jump into. Um, so when did you first hear about domestic discipline and what did you think about it then? You know, uh, I can't remember precisely, but I think it is almost definite that I first heard about domestic discipline when I was a teenager because I did have internet access. And, uh-huh. you know, I think I think like a lot of confused spankos in adolescence, I was just sort of confusedly Googling search terms that kind of interested <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me and I had no idea what I was doing. So I'm I'm you know, dismayed to admit that I think that probably my first exposure to domestic discipline was through the the CDD world, that is to say the Christian domestic discipline world. Um, so it was first framed to me in a like alarmingly non-consensual kind of misogynistic context, uh, but it was still uh, super sexy. <laughs> so, for- Oh my God, we've <laughs> we've talked about this before too that like yeah cdd is like it's excellent for porn reasons <laughs> yes so fortunately i later realized that all of this sexy stuff could be could be done in a ethical and consensual way excellent yeah for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> yeah we've talked about we've talked about christian domestic discipline before and yeah we we've kind of feel the same way <laughs> yeah. yeah um how about you both how did you first hear about it I think probably the same, honestly, because, mm-hmm. you know, well, I mean, yeah. I was even pre-internet, you know, my curiosity, I was way back in the dictionary, but um, when the internet, you know, happened, mm. I definitely was was there. And I think that was probably the first time I heard it as well. Because that, I mean, there really isn't a lot out there. There's a little bit more now, but like I've Googled it recently just to like see if our podcast comes up, you know? Yeah. Um, and that stuff is still kind of like, you know, at the top of the list, mm. the, the CDD stuff. So yeah, um, there's just not yeah, a lot about is. a lot out about like the BDSM version, you know? Right. Um, so that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember watching I Love Lucy and seeing Ricky spank Lucy oh, in multiple so episodes. Good. So good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. Those were great episodes. I just remember like hoping, you know, you'd watch the reruns and be like, please let this be one of the ones. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like when you know like what the opening is. Like I remember specifically there's one where she's like setting up her living room for like little Ricky or something like that. Like so it's got all the toys. Yes. It's like the it's the seesaw. Oh he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He spanks her on the seesaw at the end. <laughs> Hot. So good. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Add to bucket list. Spanked on seesaw. <laughs> so when you were like looking at like things like Christian domestic discipline and then you realized that you could do it in a more consensual and healthy way. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you always know that you kind of wanted that type of relationship? Yeah, I think I did. Um, and, and the second I realized that it, it could be done in an ethical and consensual way. Yeah, I mean, everything changed, right? It's all that I wanted. Um, and yet it seemed to be exactly what I could not find, which was so freaking frustrating. Yeah. And did, like, 
did your relationship with um, your partner start out that way or did you evolve into it? Well, I, I think that around the time that I sort of realized that BDSM was a thing and something that could be practiced, you know, consensually, I was about 18. So I was pretty young and I did have a boyfriend then who seemed, uh, in hindsight, in retrospect, I think probably he was very kinky himself, um, although I don't think he was specifically a spanko. I think he was more of a BDSM type. Um, so I got very lucky in that from very early on in our relationship, I was able to kind of do the hints and, and drop the signals, and he seemed to pick up on that pretty quickly. Um, so actually, my, my very first relationship with my first boyfriend when I was 18 and 19 was kind of a awkward you know, clumsily enacted <laughs> domestic discipline relationship. We didn't know what we were doing, but we were doing our best. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and uh, but with um, Dan, like, did you guys start out that way, or is it something that your relationship evolved into? Oh boy, did we start out that way? Um, so oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the way that I met Dan, my daddy, in the first place was. I don't like using this term, but for lack of a better one, he sent me fan mail. So he had read some of the things I'd written. He knew exactly what I was into. And, you know, he found what I had written because he was Googling spanking like we all do. Uh, and so that's how he found me. So we only met in the first place through the spanking connection. And um, I remember the I, so he he was living in England at the time and I was living in New York. Uh, but my best friend is obsessed with Norway. And so I decided to go to Norway with her. And I said to Dan, like, hey, I, I know that Norway and England are not the same country. But <laughs> <laughs> while I'm on your continent, do you want to want to hop over to Oslo and buy me a drink? Uh, and I did not think he would say yes. But he did. He did say yes and flew to Oslo. Uh, so we met up. And so in hindsight, I realized he was being a gentleman. Um, but we, we landed in the airport and he was waiting for us, for my best friend and I already at the airport. And we went back to the Airbnb that my best friend and I had rented to stay in. And Dan had rented a separate Airbnb. And he was just sort of like chatting, being casual. And he was not inviting me to go back to his Airbnb with him. So I thought like, oh no, am I being, am I being rejected? <laughs> Is he like not interested in playing with me? Cause I thought we were just going to like play for a day in Oslo and then that would be it. Um, but he, he was just being very polite and gentlemanly. So he did not ask. Um, so finally I said, so do you want to go play or what? <laughs> 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 and he has later told me that, of course, uh, he was thrilled to hear me say that. And he was like, yes, let's go do it. Um, but he just, he had not brought it up first because he was being polite. Um, so it was oh, good. It was good sweet. for me to learn that, you know, what, even if you're feeling nervous and feeling like you're being rejected, it is possible that the other person is just, you know, being a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's interesting because Rex, who, by the way, her partner is also named Dan. So this is a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so great. It's so good because if we have partners named Dan and we accidentally call that partner daddy in public, uh, you can just say, wait, what? I, I was just saying Danny. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I just, I just told that to Rex last week because we did our, our daddy episode podcast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 Um, and I'm like, sadly, that doesn't work for me, but that's okay. Yeah. I'll just be, I'll just be like, haha, I was kidding. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that, that, um, 
Rex and Dan like didn't meet through kink, you know, like um, Jillian and I met our partners. So, you know, that was a little different because they had, they did have to evolve into it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's amazingly lucky that it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. We've been together for um, probably 12 years now. 12 (laughs) years. That's a long time. Do you have any advice? <laughs> yeah, give us some advice, seriously. Yeah, give us the secret. I, I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know that I have anything groundbreaking that anybody else hasn't already said on the subject. <laughs> Just gotta keep sipping and keep smacking. Yeah, exactly. That, that's right. And, yeah. And be honest, because obviously eventually yeah. you guys mutated into the relationship that you have now and you know, it's it's great. Yeah. Being willing to be vulnerable and yeah. talking. <laughs> For sure. It's hard, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Rex loves. Open open and honest communication, right? Yeah, that really is my kink. Mm. It is. Your turn, Rex. Um, so, well, yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> speaking of, like, advice that we might have for people, um, do you have, like, mistakes that you've made in your dynamic? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I thought you were about to say mistakes that you've made in your life. And I was like, oh, Florida, <laughs> how much time do you have? No, but mistakes you've made in our dynamic. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely many, many, many mistakes. We've, we, we make mistakes all the time. Um, and I, I think it's important to, you know, say that out loud. Because I think sometimes as kinksters, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to constantly do everything perfectly, ethically, perfectly, consensually. And of course, that is you know, the goal, that's the dream. But the reality is we are all humans and humans mess up sometimes, but that doesn't make us monsters. It just makes us people who are doing our best. Um, Like for example, the story I told at the beginning of the podcast about when I was super drunk and my friend was also super drunk and she's a Spanko friend. We had played sober many times before. And this, you know, on this one night, I stupidly um, gave her a spanking. And like I said, she was fine. Um, But it did, you know, cause me to rethink my behavior because some mistakes are not good to make, uh, but we still make them. Um, And it's okay. We can, you know, do better and learn from that and move on. Uh, So I'm trying to think of mistakes that Daddy and I specifically have made. Uh, Yeah, when we're definitely going to do, we want to do an episode on like kind of like scenes gone wrong or mistakes. And it's so true that we do all make them because, yeah, as much as this these relationships are built on consent and they should be. Uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, everything always goes right or that someone safe words when they should and, and all of that stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, so the, I guess the one story that I can think of that was a mistake that um, we made in the early days of our dynamic. Uh, I say we made, but more specifically, it's a mistake I made in the early days of our relationship. Uh, Daddy and I went up to Northern England to visit a Spanko friend of ours. So it was just the three of us um, staying in an Airbnb. And at one point, Daddy went to the bathroom. Uh, The three of us had just been sitting in the living room, sort of drinking wine and chatting. And Daddy went to the bathroom. And I guess I'd had a few glasses of wine. So I thought, okay, it's time to get my brat on. Um, So I I got (laughs) my friend. And I was like, we should just leave. We should leave the Airbnb. So she was like, oh, well, wow. Okay, let's go. So we left the Airbnb and walked down the street to a pub. 
And in my haste to leave before daddy came out of the bathroom, I forgot my phone. I left my cell phone behind. So this other girl and I just ran down the street, went to a pub and sat there for like an hour, just chatting, just having fun. Meanwhile, poor daddy came back out of the bathroom, back into the Airbnb, saw that we had disappeared tried to call us but couldn't because I had left my phone behind um, and of course he was he was frightened you know it was northern England it was not a town that I was familiar with um, it was snowing outside it was really cold we hadn't taken our phones or our coats he was sincerely nervous so that was you know that was uncool of me right like bratting is fun but it's you know, there's a line right like when you actually scare someone that's, mm-hmm. you know, no longer bratting, that's making a mistake. Um, so right. when we finally came back, it, you know, <laughs> see, I feel awkward about admitting this, um, because I have some sort of conflicted feelings about the ethics of this. But the scene that happened when we got back was one of the sexiest evenings of my life. <laughs> um, get it? Yes. Totally get it. <laughs> and yeah. I think it really kind of helped cement our relationship and it proved to both of us that we could have with each other exactly the kind of dynamic we were looking for. Um, And I, I, it was so sexy that for months later, I felt guilty to be masturbating to this memory because I, you know, I I sincerely felt conflicted about having scared Dan this way. I did not think that I wasn't proud of having done that. Uh, and yet there I was masturbating to the memory every night. Uh, but then finally, I, I mentioned to Dan uh, the, the guilt I felt about uh, masturbating to a memory that had been upsetting to him. And he was like, oh, geez, don't worry about it. <laughs> he was, he's, he's probably like, yeah, me too. He was like, I mean, me too, on. girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I mean, yeah. Bratting, bratting mistakes. Easy yeah, make. easy to make. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Especially if you've been drinking. I was you about a little to more say. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah, Rex definitely gets a lot more bratty under the influence of alcohol. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I believe it. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, excellent answer. Uh, so then the opposite of that, like, is there anything that you're especially proud of that you guys have done in your dynamic that like really works, you know? Yeah. And again, I feel a little conflicted about saying this (laughs) because it works well for us, but of course it might not work well for other people. Um, And in fact, I think probably would not work well for everyone. But something that worked well for us as individuals is being as out as we both are and being as open as we both are. Um, Not just in a public internet YouTube slash, you know, books and articles kind of sense, but we're out with our friends and family also. And that was definitely like there was a period of awkwardness at the beginning. But the truth is, it's really, really nice that we can just be ourselves in front of our loved ones and we don't have to fake anything um he certainly doesn't like spank me in front of you know our friends and family that would be uh i think uncomfortable for everyone involved but you know i I do call him daddy in front of my friends and i don't have to worry about it and um that's you know it's it's nice so that's something that i think we've done well that works really well for us but of course i understand that that would not be an option for everyone 
for sure. And I mean, we have like, we have a variety of like, um, my partner and I have, you know, Spanko friends, obviously, who, yeah. you know, that we can be completely ourselves in front of. And I do call him daddy. Um, but I also have vanilla friends that I've come out to and I know what you mean. Like, I don't call him daddy in front of them, but, um, we can be a little bit more ourselves, you know, like I don't have to worry about hiding anything or, you know, like it's just, it, it does have that nice comfort level. Yeah. And that's why it's so great to have Spanko friends. Even if you can't be completely out with all of your vanilla friends, you can be completely out with your Spanko friends. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. you, you feel the difference, right? Yeah. You know, and like, probably the same for you, Rex. Like when we hang out together, right? Like, you know, you don't have to hide anything or be different than you, than you would be. You can brat, you know? And, and, and <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can let that Obi-Wan Kenobi flag fly. Oh my God. <laughs> can we ever? <laughs> okay, so you have been talking how you call... Dan, daddy. How did you come kind of come around? Yeah, it was. I'm curious for my own self. No, it was totally. <laughs> she, a she doesn't do the daddy thing. Yeah, and and I didn't at first either. So. And I thought that I would never. I used to be one of those people who was like, "Oh no, it's not for me. It's fine for some people, but it kind of squicks me out." Like I really did not think that I would end up in this place. Um, when I first met Dan, I knew that he had been a daddy in the past to his previous partners. And, but we thought that wasn't for me. I wasn't going to go there. So he, we just kind of did the, the sir thing. I called him sir. And, uh, that, that was the extent of our DS dynamic. And a few times I would say to him, Hey, like, is it a problem for you that I'm not into the DDLG thing? Like, should we find you a secondary partner who wants to call you daddy? Uh, Cause we're polyamorous. So I was like, do we need to find you, you know, a partner with whom you can satisfy that need? And he was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I just want to be with you right now. And it doesn't matter that you don't want to call me daddy. And we had that conversation a few times and he was always very, he never pressured me or anything like that. And then at one point, I don't remember how this conversation started, but I remember we were in his apartment in England and we kind of decided that I would call him daddy as a joke. And so I did. <laughs> I called him daddy as a joke. And we were both immediately so skeeved out, like a full body shudder kind of thing. We were both like, no, 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 that's not right. We're not going to do that again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, and somehow, despite the full body shudder I described, um, that, yeah, it. I don't know. We We thought we would never do that again. And yet somehow after that first joke, it kind of started to slip more and more naturally into our conversation and our dynamic. And uh, yeah, now I call him daddy all the time and it feels comforting and, um, and, and great. I mean, it feels great. And I, I never saw this coming. So it, it's as bad as much of a surprise to me <laughs> as to anyone else. That's really funny that it started as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, like, I totally agree because I used to be, like, with Daddy Kink, I would be like, oh, it's not something, like, I seek out. It doesn't necessarily, like, turn me off, but it's not something I seek out. And now I am like, I love yeah. it. <laughs> Though I have never even tried it yet. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, we'll see what yeah, happens. stay tuned. I was going to say, I, yeah, stay tuned because I guess I'm going to try it and yeah. go back. Yes. <laughs> 
please do. Please do. Um, okay, this next question, I just was throwing this out there for both of you because I've been thinking about it. Is it just me or do punishment spankings actually hurt worse? Oh, it's not just you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely not just you. They totally, (laughs) totally hurt worse. It's weird, right? Because I was like, wait, wait, wait. We did like a punishment where you hit me way more times and it was totally fine. And like, I'm practically crying, you know, after like 10 with the strap. So what's happening there? It's like a mental thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be. Headspace. Yeah. Mm. I know. It's weird though. I mean. So, okay. So speaking. Oh, yeah. No, go. You go. Okay, I was just going to say, like, so speaking of punishments, <laughs> is it, like, really hard to admit when you've done something wrong? So, like, you had a story where, you know, Dan already knew that you had done something wrong. What happens when you have to admit it? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I I struggle with this stuff. Um, I'm kind of a jerk, you know? Like, I'm, I'm kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I, I don't want to use this phrase because I feel like it's going to sound like I'm trying to be sexy and I'm not, but I'm like kind of bad. <laughs> like, and that's, that's the word that I, <laughs> that I don't mean in a sexy way. I mean, like, I'm, I'm kind of a jerk. Um, so I, I really, yeah, I, I find it very difficult to be good. I don't know. Does it come naturally to you? Uh, I like, I feel like I, I want to be good. Mm. Like I actually am trying but um, I definitely, and I feel very guilty if I'm not. So I always, like, I struggle with, like, you know, I'm always like, I don't have to, I don't have to tell them about this if I don't want to. I'm a grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, like, that other part of me that's like, no, 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 you have to tell daddy. Yeah. Um, that's actually kind of so sweet. The guilt is too overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I have, like, the angel devil on my shoulder, yeah. I feel like. So. I want those gold <laughs> I do. I do. I have as much of a praise king too. Like that's, that's very strong for me. So I also really, really want the praise. Oh yeah. That's the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as much as I want the punishment, I also want the praise. Mm. So it's, it's both. Um, let's see. What else do we have for you here? Uh, do, do you have like a set rules and also like have your rules changed over time how does that work oh yeah completely so daddy and I have been together for seven years now or Mm -hmm. almost seven years and at the beginning of our dynamic we we were very high protocol about it we had like a list of (laughs) rules and like a list of consequences and we had a punishment book where after every infraction I had to write down which rule I had broken and how I was disciplined for it. Um, it was all very, very wonderful, very sexy. But of course, I think um, anyone in any relationship would agree that, you know, things kind of start out hot and heavy. And, uh, you know, a couple of years in, you start to settle into something that's more, looks more like real life. Um, so at this point, we we definitely don't have like a set list of rules the way we did before. Um, it's just kind of a mutual understanding of what is and is not okay. Um, and so yeah, I, I would say that the rules we have at this point are more intuitive than formalized. Um, I usually know mm-hmm. if something is going to get me punished, um, but we don't need to write it down. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I- I still laugh. Um, Rex and I, we both have this same, um, we have a, a submissive planner. Mm. And I remember when I was first filling it out and I was like, there was a little section that was like, you know, 
said like what you know what infraction would lead to what punishment and I was like do we need to fill this out and he's like you're gonna get spanked. Yeah. What, 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 like, what's, what's the mystery? Like, I, we don't need to like, you know, like formalize this. Like, it's just like you fuck up, you get yeah. Spanked. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So even though we do have formal rules, it's sort of yeah. We, we he kind of decides what the consequences. Yeah, are. that makes sense. Okay, but also speaking of consequences, <laughs> do you use anything else besides? like spanking for punishments or even like rewards? So we don't regularly use anything other than spanking for punishments. Um, Certainly in the past, other things have appeared. He has washed out my mouth with soap before. Um, We, you know, corner time is a struggle because I I find it hard to stand still. Um, But he still puts me in the corner sometimes. Um, I have written (laughs) lines. I'm trying to think of other punishments we've used. Mm, sometimes so a kink that daddy has that I do not have is he's got a little bit of a humiliation or like mortification kink um and Mm -hmm. so sometimes he will have me admit something to you know a spanko friend um like tell a spanko friend that I have been spanked um in the you know to try to embarrass me um because daddy does like that so I don't know if that counts as a punishment, but that's one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah. What about you guys? Do you yeah, do any had, other side dishes? I mean, I've had that too, where I've had to like go into, you know, you know, on the Discord, on Jillian's Discord, there's a punishment mm, book. Channel, yeah. So I have, I have had to go in there and explain that I was punished and why. Hot. Um, yep. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, definitely corner time. My daddy is a fan of that for sure. Mm. I'm looking at my corner right now because I'm at his place. Yeah. <laughs> and are you good at it? Are you able to stand still? I am actually pretty decent at it. I have to say, like if, for me, it's a little bit meditative. Like mm. I, I, you know, he doesn't leave me there for a ridiculously long time, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like I can handle it pretty mm. well. I feel like maybe Rex, Rex is a little more. Uh, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's, on, she's on your page. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good yeah. for you for being good at it. Thank you. We're, Thank we're you. all very impressed. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see. So uh, I remember you talking about this a little bit in your video about like whether or not you should date a spanko mm. um, about how like, do you feel that the dynamic works well both ways? And that like, because Dan is more of the caretaker for you, like, does he get the support he needs? No, he does not get the support that he needs. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck him. Whatever. He's the top. Let him. <laughs> let him. Suffer. And to be clear, this is this is my failing. This is this is you know this this is not a problem with our dynamic. It's a problem with me. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not as generous with my time or my energy as he is, and so I'm you know I'm trying very hard to work on that. Um, but you know, like we were saying before, everyone makes mistakes. You could also say everyone has flaws and faults. Um, so I'm I'm working on being more generous with my time and energy um, because I think sometimes something that's difficult in a DDLG dynamic is it's easy to slip into a routine where 
as the little in this relationship, I just kind of assume that daddy is always here to take care of me and, you know, look out for my emotional and uh, physical needs. Um, and it, it's sometimes it's easy to forget that this does go both ways and I need to care for him as well. So I am, I'm working on that. <laughs> I feel that yeah. so because we are also DDLG and same thing. Like I love being pampered, taken care of, spoiled, you know, um, same thing. Like he takes care of all of my needs and um, it is hard sometimes to remember that it goes both ways. And um, it's funny because we did over Thanksgiving, we had some like time to ourselves and the house to ourselves. And we did one day of what we like to call housewife Ooh. training. <laughs> Tell us more about housewife training. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very hot, everyone. Um, we go back to the 50s to a time, the I Love Lucy time, right? Um, and I wore my little apron and I cooked for him and I brought him his tea and uh, was really just like his for a day, you know, and he got to like sit and put his feet up and watch football. Mm. And I really loved doing that, you know, and it, it, it was just a day. And then of course, you know, as soon as it was done, I was like, now take care of me again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, little things like that, I think are nice and, and makes, you know, me feel like, yeah, that he's getting, I mean, I, I know he gets something out of taking care of me as well. Otherwise, you know, why would he be doing right. this? Um, but um, little kind of reversals like that are nice too. Yeah. I love that. Housewife training. That's, that sounds amazing. Housewife training. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. That sounds really, that's so sweet. Yeah. It was, and it was really fun. Like I, I, I made a, tur- yeah. I made a turkey soup, everyone from a turkey Ooh, carcass. Amazing. <laughs> you know, that actually sounds oh, well. really wholesome in like our secret perverted kind of way. <laughs> Yes, it really is. It really <laughs> it is. is. Yeah. That's very hard to explain, but I do feel that. I do feel that it's very yeah. awesome, you know? Um, so, yeah. Mm. Okay, so here might be, I, I feel like I'm introducing this bad, but I was about to say, here might be an awkward question. So I'm going to leave it up to both you and Adalia to when was the last time that you were spanked for something? Oh, when was the last time that I was spanked for something? Um, I'll let you go first. Well, I Can think, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> actual punishment, uh, Sunday. So that's, what, what is today? Today is Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Sunday. What is time? I know, what is time? Uh, on Sunday, I was spanked for missing my bedtime mm. again. Um yeah, I'm having a hard time with that one. That time is not easy for me. Um, and then we, we did like a punishment on Tuesday, mm. which I'm still frank, frankly feeling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that was... That's the fun part. That's the fun part. Like we sometimes we do we do punishments for things that I've done in the past, which is, you know, just kind of a silly fun yeah. thing. Um, so I'll like, I'll tell him some, you know, nonsense that I did in my 20s. Mm. And he'll be like, who spanked you for that? And I'm like, uh, no one. <laughs> so that, that one was for um, trying to copy my ass on a photo. <laughs> That's amazing. So I've now been punished for it and I will never do mm. it again. <laughs> uh, so the last time that I got punished was just a few days ago. 
as as you mentioned in the introduction, um, one of the best things about the Discord that I host is that it has people from all over the world. So when I first, when Daddy and I first moved to Mexico several years ago, uh, by coincidence, it turns out that a a, a friend of ours uh, was already in the Discord. And so when we got to Mexico, one of the first things I did was say, hey, is there anyone else in town? And it turns out there was. So over the past few years, he has become a good friend of ours. So this weekend, there was a kind of um, interactive Alice in Wonderland scavenger hunt across Mexico City, I'm going to say. Yeah, it was an interesting use of technology. The app was like on our phones and so everyone had phones, but the phones would like tell you where in the city to walk to like find the Cheshire cat or find the Mad Hatter. Uh, and it was giving us the story on our phones. So it was a really fun game and I was really excited about it. And the three of us were playing with some other friends. Um, but because I got so enthusiastic about the game and because I naturally walk a lot, I'm naturally a very fast walker. I was walking so fast and I kept like, shooting ahead of everyone else, shooting ahead, shooting ahead. And daddy kept telling me to slow down and walk at a normal pace with everyone else and not be rude uh, and, and run off to find the Mad Hatter by myself. Um, but I kept not slowing down. So I did get spanked for that, that afternoon. Um, and daddy made me apologize to our friend um, for, for being so rude. And of course, since he is also a spanko, he said that, he did not mind at all. He was happy that <laughs> my behavior had been dealt with, so he forgives me. <laughs> nice. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> very sweet. Mm. Um, oh gosh, we're getting we're getting to the end of our time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip one question and get to um, what advice would you give to a couple that is beginning their journey with DD? Mm. That's a great question. Um, I think honestly, my best advice would be to be gentle with yourselves and each other, not physically, um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, not physically ever. <laughs> but just um, you know, like like we keep saying that mistakes do happen. That there's some awkwardness. There's some, I think, some speed bumps along the way as you figure out what exactly works for you and what works best for your relationship. And it's not necessarily the end of the world if there's a miscommunication or misunderstanding. Um, as long as you have, you know, good intentions and are trying your best and doing your best, it's it's okay to stumble a few times here or there. Um, so just be gentle with yourselves and and with each other uh, as you navigate domestic discipline because it's it can be confusing sometimes and it's it's okay to slip up every once in a while. That's good advice. I like that. Yeah, it's really good advice. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right. So we have one last question for you, and it is by far the most important question. Mm. Ever <laughs> I'm so ready. Be, be ready. <laughs> so why do you see Obi-Wan as a bottom and not a top? <laughs> yeah. You know, so when The Phantom Menace first hit theaters – I think I was about 13 years old. And so I saw it in theaters. 
And I already had a crush on Ewan McGregor at that age, just, you know, in the way that teenagers do. Yeah. Who didn't? Uh, hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, by the way, Rex and I are both wearing our Ewan McGregor t-shirts. Excellent. Can't see us, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I had kind of a just sort of normal adolescent crush on him because I thought he was a handsome man or whatever. And then when Phantom Menace hit theaters, there's, oh God, there's just a few lines in that movie that just hit me like a thunderbolt. Um, there's that one moment, of course, when <laughs> Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are leaving a ship and Obi-Wan says, it's not disrespect, Master, it's the truth. Because they're arguing. It's such a <laughs> That's good a good one. one. That is a good and, one. Okay, so maybe you two can help me figure this out. I swear to God that I am not making this up. But when I rewatch The Phantom Menace, it's it's no longer in there. Like, was there an, a, a, an unedited or like director's cut longer version that was released to theaters i don't know i think there might be we can dig into this at another time oh my but, god do you know no. rex <laughs> i don't know I, you should do some i research. have done <laughs> research into this and i swear to god it's not just me there is a, a scene in the in the film that i saw in theaters where it's towards the beginning i i don't remember the details you could probably fill me in but somehow obi-wan and qui-gon are like running from evil robots. You can tell I don't know Star Wars that well. Um, and and they like go through <laughs> some water. They splash through, through some puddles or something. And Obi-Wan has not deactivated his lightsaber. So he he pops out of the water and reunites with Wygon and says, Sorry, Master, the swamp fried my lightsaber. Yes, that is in there, isn't it, Rex? I feel like there's fic Yes, about this. there is. There absolutely I is fic about this. Not... But it's no longer in. Okay, yeah. I do not remember if you this. Like, if yeah. you can now rent The Phantom Menace on the internet or whatever and watch it, that scene is no longer in it. But I remember I remember huh. seeing it. Like I'm I'm certain that I have not incepted myself by reading fix. No, I, yeah. I definitely I've I've heard that like that fried the lightsaber thing. So I yeah, we're gonna have to do a deep dive into that. But it is interesting. So like you're you were very influenced by the Phantom Menace, whereas I feel like Rex and I were maybe a little more influenced by Attack yes, of course. So my first exposure to the, yeah. to the idea of the character <laughs> in any kind of Spanko way was a film that had him in a more like a submissive position to, to Qui-Gon. Yeah. So yeah, I have since, of course, read every fic I can get my hand on about him spanking Anakin. <laughs> and that's good too. But... <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a monster. Yeah. Well, Anakin does need smacks, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anakin's just such a brat that like, you know, I mean, I, I definitely see Obi-Wan as both and have written fic of both. Yeah. But I think what, what drew me into it was more that relationship between him and Anakin. Yes. And so that's why I see him more in the talk. Yeah, I think it's just sort of we, we respond to whatever we whatever dynamic we see first. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I mean, he's he's a switch. He's great. He, you can use yeah. both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a multi-purpose yeah. tool. <laughs> he really, yeah. That's what's so great about him. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jillian. This was great. Thanks um, so much for having me. You. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. Um, come back anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, as always, we uh, reach out to our listeners to please subscribe and contact us and all, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. Oh, J- Jillian, do you have anything that you want to oh. plug? Like anything? Yeah. 
like videos coming oh, sure. out or I mean, anything I guess like I that. would just like to say that uh, anyone who's interested in spanking um, might enjoy reading my book, um, which is called Sex with Shakespeare. It's available for sale on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Um, and I do have a YouTube channel called Kinking Out Loud, which is almost entirely about spanking. <laughs> so you might want to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Please read the book. It changed my fucking life so well, thank you Jillian yes. for thank you for it saying that it means a lot to me yeah it really did all right well that's the end of our show folks um and yep. until next time <laughs> and we'll try to we try we try but we don't yes yeah we do 